0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Whether you're listening in Beaufort, South Carolina, or Cape Town, South Africa, thank you for joining us for this edition of At The Turn. Plenty to get to in today's show, a couple of games, Joaquin Neiman for some reason. Nick, you want to start with some lightning strikes?
1: Joe, I literally had one of the scariest moments of my life, like, less than two hours ago. Oh my. I was on the golf course and my wife and I just playing a Sunday afternoon at nine. No big deal. And a little bit of rain started rolling in and we happened to be on this hole where there was like a little shed. So we hung out in the shed for like 10 minutes. It, it, it like downpoured for 10 minutes. Then it then it passed a little bit just regular rain. I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to tee off. I come out of the shed, put my bag down. I got a beer in my hand and I shit you not. A tree like 30 feet from me absolutely lit up, got struck by lightning, lit up orange, the loudest Thunderbolt lightning strike I've ever heard in my life, felt it in my whole entire body. I just dropped my clubs, dropped my beer, sprint the other way, like literally the like, scared shit like the, these were well, probably the scariest top two or three things that ever happened in my entire life. Wow. Like, anything like that ever happened to you?
0: Not I mean, we had a, a thunderstorm here the other day, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I looked up, like a tree wow. literally lit up orange right in front of my face. Like, like I swear to God, I was like, I thought I, was, I, I thought I would might die. Like, holy shit! Just dropped everything and ran.
0: So you and Ash were like thirty feet from an explosion from a lightning bolt.
1: Yeah, she was. Wow. In the, she was in the shed. I mean, she heard it and she was like, "Oh my god!" And but she didn't know why I was like sprinting in, like kicking the door in, <laughs> I'm like. I almost died. Like, I sh- you know, it, was, it was right in front of me. Like, right, you know how when you're on the tee box, there's always a bunch of trees that are really close, and you hit your ball into them. I swear, one of those trees right next to me just lit up orange right in front of my face.
0: So, did you keep playing?
1: <laughs> well, right after that, the sider went off. So, we sprinted to the clubhouse. Because we were on, like, literally... We almost couldn't have been further from. You know, we're on that point in the course. Uh. We're out in the middle. You can't be farther. So we sprinted to the clubhouse through the rain. There's like all this thunder rolling through. They played. They put the siren on. So they called. You know, basically, you know, told us to come in. We we drank uh, Bud Light in the clubhouse, and um, then once their weather reading app said it was clear, we went back out and played our last four holes and uh, and finished. But um, yeah, it was. I mean that next tee shot when I went back to that tee and actually hey, I, I couldn't think of anything except for like the tree lighting up. And there was still like some thunder off in the distance and I'm like, it's just a train, don't worry about it. <laughs> but it was, wow. it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. So yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. Like, it was, it was just a couple hours ago. It was wild. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, when, I, when we came home, our dog had jumped over the fence and was just sitting on our front porch, which we were like, WTF? Like, why is the dog not in the fence? It was crazy. It it was, it was, it was crazy.
0: Wow, buddy. Well, I'm glad you guys are both okay. Glad you're able to use at the turn as a way to sort of have catharsis, get it, get it out of your system. Yeah,
1: I needed to get, I just needed to get that out there. I've been bottling up too long. So uh, now we can record a podcast. Okay, great. Let's start the show. Uh, You, you went to the U S open a practice round recently.
0: I, I did, so the US Open was kind of recently still, and uh I was at Pebble Beach, and took, took the old man there, we went uh, on a Tuesday for a practice round, it was great, uh, the crowds were thin, uh, the drinks were strong, it was, it was a great time, we followed Rory for a few holes, saw Brooks crush a couple tee shots, um, more importantly, because... This is an instance where it was more about the course than like actually seeing players, right? Like I'd never been to Pebble Beach. My dad has golfed his whole life. He's in his mid-sixties. So like it was a real treat to take him to a place like that. And we walked along. I mean, about as perfect as a day as you could have 70 degrees, some clouds. We on the uh, the ocean, the very short par three, we saw an ace, which was awesome. That's like, we so sat awesome. down and the second shot was an ace. It was it was great. And like he cheers the crowd and everyone took a drink. Like it was Fantastic. Um, ultimately, my takeaway was this course is really cool. Uh, it's historic. I'd love to play it, but I'm never going to pay $600 to play Pebble Beach in my never life. Would, never would. It's so much money, and there are so many courses you can play that are amazing and just as historic for half that amount. It just doesn't make any sense to me why you'd pay $600. Um, one thing TV doesn't show very well. When they reference houses on Pebble Beach, these houses are on Pebble Beach. Like, there are so many decks and like viewpoints from houses onto the golf course. I was really blown away by that. I didn't expect that to happen. You have to take a shuttle bus, probably like half hour away from a college that has a ton of parking to the venue, and you know they say seventeen mile drive, and you're you know looping around, and it's very bendy. And we had a a, a cool bus driver on the way back, and. He was pointing out different celebrities' houses, and uh, he said, uh, you guys heard of Tom Hanks? And I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's that kind of level of people. And, you know, Mickelson's got a house out there. And um, someone, you know, I heard a lot of people make the same comment. Like, why, why aren't people on their decks, like, watching the U.S. Open? And my takeaway is, and this is just a total theory, that if you have a house on Pebble Beach – you rent that baby out for the U.S. Open, you're probably getting, like, I don't know, $200,000 or some crazy number from Rory and Ricky so they can have houses, like, right on the property. That, that would just be my theory. I don't know.
1: That's a good theory. But When you first said that, I was going to say they're probably at the golf tournament, like, actually at the tournament rather than just, like, you know, be, being on their deck like a Cubs fan. But uh, that makes even more sense that they just, you know, get out of town for the week, go to Florida, and rent out their house for, you know— a year's salary for you and me. <laughs> exactly right.
0: That's sad. No, amazing. Um, if you've been to the U.S. Open before, I would recommend going for a practice round. It's a really cool way to take in a tournament. Um, going on Sundays is fine, but it's so crowded. Um, it's tough to follow what's going on. Like, and unless you find a really good spot, like a really good hole in a, a really good situation, I just don't think it's as fun to go for Sunday or a tournament round as opposed to a practice round, so uh, it was yep. it was a great time. The,
1: the pictures you were sending me, I was pretty jealous because I went to PGA Championship on Saturday earlier this year and had a great time. But the crowds were just so overwhelming. The crowd dictated what we did with our day, and I feel like when you're at the practice round, it does it's it's not that way. Which which would be awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, we spent our morning. I can't remember his name. But the Asian amateur champion, we just watched him paste drives for like 10 minutes straight. It was amazing. And they had like a shot tracker, so they had like a big board up. And we were Mm. in the grandstand on the range. And so it was he was by himself because it was early in the day. We got out there early. And he's just pasting drive after drive after drive right down the middle. And it was just so fun. Just to, just to like, okay. We saw Ian Poulter hit golf balls. And Ian Poulter's kind of known as, like, a scrapper, like, doesn't have a beautiful swing. He kind of guts it out. Ian Poulter mashes <laughs> the golf ball, okay? Like, if Ian Poulter was in your group, you would think he was the best golfer you've ever seen in your entire life, because he would be.
1: Yeah. Anyway, fabulous awesome. time.
0: Everyone should go to a U.S. Open if you can. It's, it's, it's really fun.
1: Nick? Do you, can, I, can I ask you one more question? Please. Like, you went, you went to the U.S. Open, you're at Pebble Beach, for the practice round on Tuesday. Do you... Tell this story like in 30 years, like I was at the 2019 US Open.
0: Uh, no, the one I, t- I mean, we went to the 08 US Open at Torrey Pines where Tiger won with a broken leg. That was that was pretty cool. I'll probably, I'll probably well, talk about I, it. I
1: guess, I guess the question more is like, were you at the US Open? Like, did you, did you go to the 2019 US Open?
0: Yeah, I got a hat that says 2019 okay. US Open on it. <laughs> well, that's all I'm, asking.
1: I mean, I, I'm just asking, I'm not trying to be, I'm not. I'm just I, asking. You know what I mean? No. You, you understand. You know what I mean? Like I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. The tournament wasn't tournament had not begun, but you still sure. got the whole experience. You're on the course, all the players, the whole shebang. I just I think that's a better way to do it, but I don't want people to, to think that like it's not actually doing it. Because honestly, if I had the choice, I would go for a practice round day, probably over over um definitely over a weekend and probably over, you know, a Thursday or Friday round.
0: Yeah. I mean getting practice round at Augusta would just be, yeah, unreal. We should find out soon, by the way.
1: Should we? I did. I did apply for my tickets this you year. You did? Ah. I did. I did.
0: Okay. God, if you get in, I'm going to be mad.
1: <laughs> I know. You're going to be so pissed <laughs> if I get in. I, I, I hope that happens.
0: Nick, uh, it's time for a new game. I'm debating whether or not this is new. I think it, it, it actually is something I tried before. Um, I,
1: think, I think what happened was it was off the cuff. The last mm. time that okay. happened.
0: Okay. Well, I'm a little more prepared this time. Uh, it's called Who's Made More? And it's very simple. I'm going to give you a golfer, their stats, another golfer, their stats, and you tell me who has more lifetime earnings on the PGA Tour.
1: On the okay. PGA so Tour. They're not counting worldwide wins. It is not. Okay. Okay. The first. Hey, can I ask you a question? A clarification? <laughs> Please. Actually, no. You know what? I'm not going to ask it. I you know. sure?
0: Yep. Okay, great. Uh, Our first golfer, 19 PGA Tour wins, four majors, quite a resume. Some might say he underachieved in his career because that swing is so sweet. Ernie Els. Our second golfer, well, he breaks hearts on and off the golf course. 20 PGA Tour wins, just one major, Dustin Johnson. Nick, I ask you, Ernie Els or Dustin Johnson?
1: Who's made more? First of all, first of all, great job at pairing these two together. Thank you. Because this one's actually tough. And I don't know if you're going to count um, Champions champions Tour money on this, but it doesn't matter. I know Ernie Els won a major recently, almost probably within the same year, within, within 24 months of DJ winning his major. Um. And I definitely wait recent money more because of the Tiger effect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dustin Johnson only because I know he's got those four World Golf championships. And those are probably worth a lot of money. Um, and I believe those count as PGA Tour money. And um, his wins are more recent. And I think that this is a lot more money now than there than it was when Ernie was winning those early ones. So I'm going to go with DJ.
0: DJ's your answer? DJ my answer. Ernie Els made $49 million in his career. Well, I... How do you feel about your answer now?
1: I, I, I... Ernie's probably got more, but my answer was DJ. I didn't know that information at the time. I knew it was going to be close, because I know Ernie's earned. Ernie is earned. But what does DJ got?
0: Do you, wait, do you want to you change? You're going to stick with DJ?
1: You're going to give me a chance to change? If you want. Well... I don't think DJ's got more than $50 million, if that's what you're asking. So I'm gonna, I would say Ernie. You're
0: going to go with Ernie? Yeah. Dustin Johnson has made $56 oh million my God. in his career.
1: <laughs> I knew it. I told you.
0: <laughs> there wow. you go. That's how you play Who's Made More. We'll try again next time. Wow. I think that was a
1: success. Yeah. That really made me think, for sure. That was a good pairing.
0: Okay, well... We'll try and have another good twosome uh, next episode, or at least an episode coming up. Nick, it's time for Would You Rather. The games keep on coming. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather make an ace or shoot your best round
1: ever? Um, Definitely rather make an ace. (laughs) Really? No question. Because for plenty 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 of reasons but the number one reason that comes to my mind is nobody gives a shit if i if i just shot 83 and and beat my best four ever by one nobody gives a shit but if i say i've got an ace do you and they say no they give a shit
0: uh this is the hottest take i've ever had on this podcast (laughs) aces are overrated.
1: Oh my god. They
0: just are. Anyone can do it. No, they Literally can't. Anyone can make oh, a hole true. in one. True, yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Like it does take skill because if you're guess what, professional golfers have the most hole in ones because they give the ball the most chances to go in the hole. But like there is such an element of randomness to a hole in one actually occurring. For me to go out and shoot my best career number I'm lights out for 18 holes as opposed to like, what if I, my, a bigger fear than someone not witnessing a hole in one is me just thinning the hell out of the ball and it going in the hole. Like a poorly struck (laughs) hole in one sounds terrible to me. That's terrifying. Hole in one overrated best round. And I get it. Look, you're going to be able to, if you walk into a bar and Ashley yelled, but boy, Nick just made a hole in one. Everyone, you know, people would love it if, Ashley walks into a bar and said, Nick just shot 82. <laughs> it's not really the same thing. I hear no. what you're saying, but I think overall the ace is overrated.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I think. Is that I, too I, hot? <laughs> I know where you're coming from. The ace is overrated as a skill because it's not a skill. Hitting the ball well and close consistently is Way more important than hitting it into a tiny target from a, from a mile away, right? And like, obviously, it takes more skill to shoot your best round, you know, it, you know, have a really good round, 18 holes, you're not blowing up, you're keeping it together, you're playing great over the course of four or five hours. That is harder to do than make one really good shot that also, there's no doubt about it, any ace involves a lot of luck, clearly, no matter how short along the hole, no matter where the flag is, no matter how easy it's playing, it's, it still involves a ton of luck. Shooting your best score means you—you you basically were having your best golf for four or five hours. That's that's harder to do. It's weird to say, but it's—you know what I mean.
0: I do um, put this out as a poll on Twitter. Thanks to the twelve of you for responding. Fifty-eight percent say making an ace is what they would rather, as opposed to 42% wanting to shoot their yeah. best round ever.
1: I mean, I want to shoot my best round ever, really bad. Be- and I would feel very accomplished. I would feel more rewarded, like satisfied. Like, Cause that you have to work hard, you know, and it pays off and you feel it's very rewarding. An Ace is like, ha, ah, finally, like ah, I can't believe it happened. Oh my God, I'm so lucky, I, it's, it's great, you know, but it's just so rare. Um, yeah, I'll take the ace. I mean, I, I want both, clearly, but oh my God, I'll take the ace. Uh,
0: okay, I'm going to hit on my country club experience very briefly. Um,
1: Set this up for me. I just got a random text from you. You're like, oh my God, I'm in a country club. I can't wait to tell you about it.
0: Yeah, so um, people I work with at uh, NBC Sports Northwest through uh, the Blazers stuff that I do. Um, one of the guys ran into an old buddy who's a member at Tualatin Country Club. Tualatin is a... Uh, affluent suburb of the city of Portland. And I had never been there. Cool old course built in 1912, yada, yada, yada. It's fine. So I get out there and it's like, okay, meet this guy you've never seen before at this spot. And I was like, all right, we'll try to figure this out. I have my, my bag on. I walk up to what I presume was a clubhouse. And some 15-year-old kid like approaches me like, hello, sir, how are you? Fine. Can I take your bag? I didn't know what to do. So I just gave him my golf <laughs> clubs. He could have he just been some pumpkin and take it off. He said, are you walking or riding today? And I, 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 I have no idea what's going on. He's grilling me with this question. So he takes my bag and puts it on a random cart. And I was like, well, I'll never see those babies again. <laughs> um, you know, we warm up. It's really nice. The greens are out of control fast. Everything's very well maintained. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a prim and proper round. We're not going to have any, any, any beer. We're going to drink water. It's going to be, it's going to be great. So get back into the clubhouse. We tee off in 10 minutes. He's like, Hey, do you guys want a beer? And I was like, Oh, great. We'll, We'll take a beer for the road, sip on it. It's like 75 degrees. It's great. Well, they give us glasses and we're like, we walk through the men's locker room to get to like this private dungeon of like alcohol consumption. And so. You know, I order a, a Maker's Neat. They, they get beers, but they're in glasses. So it's obvious we have to finish these drinks before we tee off. Well, we have seven minutes. So we just chug these drinks, go off to the first tee. Um, Guy at and Country Club pulls out White Claw. Tequila became involved at some point. It was just a disaster. But it was all gratis because Mike, it was on his account. So people are just handing me drinks for free and... I don't want to be rude, Nick. So you don't? No,
1: you're very polite, very polite man.
0: It, it it turned into quite a quite a sloppy afternoon. It was a cool old short course. It was an annoying course because everything was really short and like it wasn't really that tight. So it's like one of those tracks that if you know well, you could probably play pretty well. But I didn't know it. Uh, I had a brand new driver, so didn't play great. But it
1: was well, you just buried the lead there by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not tell you about the driver? No, first I heard oh. of it. Oh, okay. Well, finish your finish your country club experience, then I'm gonna grill you on the driver.
0: Yeah, so then we uh, we finish. We have a, <laughs> I just forgot about this until right now. So there's a pool by the 10th tee, and our of guy. There is.
1: it's a country club,
0: right? And so the guy Mike, who is very gracious host, so nice of him to get us out there. He's like, "Hang on, I gotta I got I gotta make a pit stop in the pool," and you know, comes over. The guy is like, all right, I need you guys to settle a bet. You're Blazers guys, right? You know, it's four in the afternoon. So drinks are flowing by this point. Um, he's like, And he's like, here's why the Blazers are not going to be in Portland in four years. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, okay. But no, it was fine. You know, I like, I like talking to people about Blazers stuff. It was just kind of a silly question. And then his wife, wife is in the background. She's got the bikini on. And <laughs> he said, yeah. You know, our daughter said to, to her, don't take off your, uh, your towel to reveal the bikini until the other moms leave because I guess like it was I don't know too revealing and she was embarrassed by her parents the whole thing was like very Bushwood country club <laughs> um, it was fun to uh, to visit that world but I don't know if I want to live in it after experiencing it
1: no I, I've spent a lot of time kind of pondering what my ideal golf course is because I go to a lot of really nice really exclusive really expensive cl- country clubs and I just don't feel like those are places where I want to go and play golf thirty times a year. You know, like they're they're cool, they're 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 awesome, they're perfectly maintained. The locker rooms in those places are just unbelievable. Like I I walked through a couple, and I've been in a lot of like NCAA football locker rooms, like big time, you know locker rooms as far as locker rooms are concerned and i'm just like these country clubs it they they roll it out it's it's crazy but i just don't feel like that's the place for me per se i'd rather just kind of play at the back a hole you know joint down the street and bring in my own white claws and you know whatever happens happens
0: <laughs> yeah and it as you probably would expect wasn't the most diverse atmosphere I've ever been in in my life so yeah it was uh it was fun I would love to go back it was nice to dip in but I don't I don't want to live there
1: it's a once a year kind of experience once every couple years kind of thing
0: yeah exactly just get me out to my muni with my people I'll, I'll, I'll be just fine there there you go that's right uh okay Nick you both of these last topics are yours and I understand neither of them so you're going to have to take it.
1: Yeah so there's apps out there these days that, that you know how the PGA tour pros they get it on the green they dig out this book they them on their caddy they're going over every break every arrow every degree of you know all everything on the green these green reading books they've put in rules about them on the USGA it's, it's out of control. But now there's apps on your phone where you can have all this information. And my first thought when I, like I saw an ad for it in a magazine, I'm like, oh my god. Please stop. This can't be right. Like, It's just going to waste so much time. This is not anything I would ever want to do. And then I was like, well, I should try it out before I have this take. So I downloaded one of the apps. I'm not going to name the name because I didn't do a thorough enough review to like call it out but i downloaded one of them and i had a free trial and i said okay i'm gonna put i'm gonna use this app and played some golf first hole get on the green pull out the app it was all ready to go the app is nice and pretty it's, it's it's also like you can use it for your whole round like it's yardage it's you know from the t to green it's everything but I, I was just using it on the green and first thing pull it out It has me tell it where my ball is and where the cup is on the green. So, yes, it has all the slopes, all the breaks, all that stuff. But it's still relying on the accuracy of my own information to put it in to basically tell me how to putt. So, if I were to put in, like, okay, I'm 30 feet away from the hole. Maybe I am. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm 25. Maybe I'm 35. Then it tells me, okay, aim six inches left and three and three feet short, whatever it is, which is great. But honestly, Joe, after that first hole, I never pulled it out again because it took me more time to figure out where the hell I was on the green, figure out where the hole was on the green, <laughs> figure out which direction the map is pointing, and then figure out where it's telling me to put it than it would to just look at the green and figure out which side of the cup is higher and hit the pot.
0: Yeah. That doesn't sound like something I'd be very interested in. And you're right. If this is a thing and it doesn't sound like a very good product, but if this is a product that sort of develops a little bit and becomes more useful, then the amount of time it would take for people to get out their phones and do their thing. Like already, you know, I play with people who walk their because they have the thing on their, um, the wrist that basically tells them how long a putt is so they start their putt and they hit the button and then they walk to the hole and they hit the button and it's like really can we just play some golf here like what are we what are we, what are we what are we trying to measure i don't i don't understand so all this we have tools already we don't need this is th- this is just going to a crazy degree
1: it's yeah, too much my, my first so i've i've never been a fan of of any phone app on the course like for, I, i've never I think I used one for, like, a couple rounds for, like, yardage and stuff and, like, track. But, like, God, it's so obnoxious to bring your phone out every stroke. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. That's why I got in the watch game, which we talked about in the last podcast, which which I love, which is great. Never knew there was something like what you just said. So when I first saw this an ad for this app, I was like, this has got to be terrible. The app itself is fine. It's well-designed. It looks pretty. It's functional. It does what it says it's going to do. It's just... If you're going to go onto the green and plot your location and stare at your phone, pull it out every time, type in your passcode, unlock the screen, pull it up, who knows how much battery it's sucking out, who knows how you're connected to Wi-Fi, whatever, and then look, okay, it's a 30-foot putt, hit it, 31 feet, a foot to the left, okay, then you got to look at the actual green, put your phone on, it's just, I, I just... I don't understand. If that's what the pros go through every time they're pulling out their yardage books, their green reading books, I don't know. I I just, I can't imagine doing that every, for every, on every green, on every putt. I can't imagine.
0: No, it's, it's too much. And let's just put a stop to it right now. I
1: I literally was was committed to using this for nine holes and giving a a thorough review, but I'm like, I used on, I know I used it on one green. I mean, honestly, I missed a lot of greens that day. I had a lot of I chipped a lot to like three, four, five feet, whereas clearly I'm not gonna pull this out on a five foot putt. So um that was a lot of it, but I just can't imagine doing that. Like on what putt would be important enough that I need to pull out my phone, ask my phone how far to hit my putt, basically. I mean If you've got two eyes and a putter, you know, you just just use some feel. Use your senses. Use your skill. I don't know. That's uh, that's part of the game.
0: I have to give a quick shout-out because the Rocket Mortgage Classic just ended inaugural tournament in Detroit. Nate Lashley. Shout-out to all the Nate Lashley heads out there. Wins by six. Finishes 25 under. (sighs) I think he was an alternate or a qualifier. I mean, this is a guy who has never won, um, and he – Wire to wire, a couple of 63s in there, um, amazing stuff. So, yeah, good on him. Wow. Uh, Nick,
1: you uh... – Well, that's a, that's a great transition. No, I, I, I just dropped the name onto our, our rundown because yeah. he also had a great finish this week at the the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Joaquin yeah. Neiman. How did he do this week?
0: T5, 17 under.
1: T5, 17 under. Just missed out on a win by eight strokes. That's fine. No big deal.
0: <laughs> Shoots up to 89 <laughs> in the FedEx Cup, Nick. He's right there.
1: Joe, he's going to be in the second round of your FedEx Cup playoffs. All I'm saying is get ready for this name, Joaquin Neiman. We've been talking about him for years on this podcast, literally. And now he's going to be deep into your FedEx Cup playoffs. Well, that's- look, look out for Joaquin. That's all I'm saying. There were times I picked him to win majors. He wasn't even in. Those days are gone. He's in. He's in, baby.
0: Oh, man. What, what a return for Nick. Just, just a great performance out of you today. Uh, do you have anything else?
1: Other than being, you know, a year and a half ahead of my time, no, that's about, that's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, If you're listening in Nigeria uh, or West Valley City, Utah, Collingwood, Australia, I see you. Seven of you listened last week. Thank you so much. Uh, Please make sure Nick hates when I name small numbers on this podcast. When I said that that poll had 12 votes, you recoiled
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just shoot me a text, Joe. I'll vote next time.
0: (laughs) Get that 13th in there. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, we got a British pre- Open preview coming up in a couple weeks. And then uh, Nick is going to do a big sit-down interview. I, how long do you have Neiman for? One or two hours? I think it's. I, we're, we're working with the agents, but we're trying to get to. All right, hopefully we can uh, put pen to paper, get that settled here in the next couple weeks. Uh, listen, soon, British Open, playoffs, Neiman, it's all coming up. Bye.
1: Have a good one. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.